millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome back to 17 Questions, the podcast where we ask celebrities, authors, YouTubers, and broadcasters 17 random questions you never knew you wanted the answers to. Can you tell us your name and a little bit about yourself? My name is Chloe Maidley and I <laughs> i always find it hard to answer this question. I suppose um, some people know who I am because my parents are very well known. They are apparently uh, daytime TV king and queen, Richard and Judy, but to me they're just mum and dad. Um, and initially I was working in uh, television, both in front of the camera and behind the camera. And I got like quite a, a nice audience um, via that and then I realized that I hated being on TV and I didn't want to be in that world at all anymore um and luckily that coincided with me getting really into my uh, training specifically weightlifting um and nutrition so I ended up uh, quitting moving back home getting qualified becoming a personal trainer and uh starting off a blog and a business and essentially a career which is what I'm now hopefully better known for um I am officially an author a podcaster and um yeah a health and fitness kind of gal what's the title of this current chapter in your life Today it's sunburn. <laughs> All blondes must wear suntan lotion. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, the, this chapter. God, wrapping my head around marriage. <laughs> like, you know what's so funny is that I, I remember before I got married and I said to everybody, like, what's it like being married? And everybody would always say, it's the same. It's the exact same. It's not the same. I don't know. Obviously, because I'm completely mental and I internalize everything. <laughs> I overthink everything and I overanalyze everything. And being married is a huge deal in my head. I'm like, wow, okay. You're my husband. We're not boyfriend and girlfriend anymore. Like, it's like a, you know, you have to kind of accept almost like a, a new chapter. Um, sort of like when you leave uni and you're looking for a job and you're like, I still feel like a student. I haven't really figured out what I want to do. And I'm not a student anymore. And I'm, I'm a grown up now and I need to adult and do this properly. But then the other half of you is like, I just want to go out with all my friends and get really drunk, even though, you know, it's lunchtime on a Tuesday. <laughs> like, it's this weird transition. And that's kind of what I feel like marriage is like. It's we're not boyfriend and girlfriend. We're grown ups. We're married. Like we're committed. But it's a really hard thing to learn to move away from where we were previously and try and establish some new kind of 
level playing field. And James, um, my husband, is just so... He's so level, right? So the antithesis of me. So he's just naturally like slotted right in. And he keeps being like, it's really nice being married because the box is just ticked and that chapter of my life is, you know, done and I don't need to think about it. And I'm like, all I've done since we got married is think about it. I'm like, yeah, it's really crazy. But that's the, the chapter I'm in now. It's only been a few months, so I'm hoping it changes soon. What about the opposite sex confuses you the most? Do you know what? I, I think that as a... a once a girl and now a young woman who has three older brothers and I was always that really annoying girl that always had a boyfriend you know the one that guy's like oh she can never be on her own that was me um so I think I grew up thinking that all boys would be like my brothers and they weren't obviously um and then when I started to get into relationships I just thought that all men were douchebags you know treated women like that and obviously that's not true either um I think what confuses me most about men is probably what they would say about women. There is a lot of context here. There are a lot of nuances and not all men are the same. And we've, I think we've all been brought up to think that all men are the same and they're not. Every every man I've ever known is completely different. Um, I mean, just worlds apart. And that confuses me because it took me a long time to realise that all men are not the same. So um, that's the most confusing part. You can't pin them down. If you could eat anything for breakfast, what would it be? If I could eat anything for breakfast, eggs Benedict. Oh my god! Every time I see it on a menu, and I know I can, I'm not, you know, on in a fat loss phase or like really trying to watch what I'm eating. Eggs Benedict is the first thing I'll go for. Um, and I read, I got, I, I got, bought my boyfriend a book. I did steal this back from him. <laughs> I obviously have a have a way of doing this. I bought my boyfriend a book by um, A. A. Girl called Breakfast at the Walsley because we love A. Going for breakfast and B. The Walsley, and um, and he just wasn't reading it, and it got to March, and I was just getting really infuriated. So I was like, right, I'm going to read it. You're not going to read it. I'm going to read it. And it's one of the best books I've ever read. If you like food and you like cooking, I on I cannot recommend it more. Um, and they have a really interesting story in there about the origin of eggs benedict apparently from the socialite in new york who would get really 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 drunk and then like kind of throw himself down to the breakfast bar in the morning and order this apparently weird breakfast of eggs benedict anyway i don't know if it's true or not but if it's true he's my hero and him and colonel sanders and will be forever in my heart describe your perfect holiday where are we in the world and what are we doing uh, my perfect holiday, it's really funny because before I met my now husband, I was just a beach bum. All I wanted to do was drink alcohol and lie on a beach and listen to the steel drums and, you know, cry upon returning home. Um, he is... Uh, <laughs> the antithesis of that and as soon as we get wherever we're going he has just booked up his holiday with social gatherings friends of friends of friends that he might know that live half an hour away or you know activities club nights you know his whole rigmarole of of events and I initially really hated it and I kind of felt like he was ruining all my holidays But slowly but surely, actually, we've kind of met somewhere really nicely in the middle where now our holidays are a really nice mix of we'll have a day of doing nothing but relaxing and then a day of going out and having fun. And we have found that the best place in the world to do that is uh, Ibiza, specifically a tiny little corner of Ibiza called Santa Eulalia, um, which is 
absolutely stunningly beautiful. I mean, it looks like paradise on earth. It's just the turquoise waters and, and there are some beautiful hotels and incredible restaurants and beaches around there. Uh, and then obviously in the evening, we get to do what he wants to do, which is uh, go out and have loads of fun and see loads of friends. Um, and we found a really good balance. So I would say in the last four or five years, Ibiza has become like our absolute perfect trip together. In your group of friends, what role do you play? In my oh, in my group of friends, and it, it does pain me to say this, but you know, life is all about self awareness and self acceptance. I am the flaky one. I'm the one who's like, yep, hundred percent. We'll do this time, this place, and then I'm always the first one to be like, guys, I love you, but I'm really tired, so I'm going to stay in. Or I love you, but I think I'm going to do a twenty four hour trip to Ibiza with my husband instead. <laughs> and they hate me for it but credit where credit is due they always forgive me and I'm never thrown out of a whatsapp group or uninvited so they're good friends to me but it is a downfall like I just I think I have it I have anxiety and I think I also have a smidge of social anxiety even with my best friends even with my family with everyone and so I think that they know that if they push me I'll probably just retreat more. So they let me, they're very relaxed about me being flaky and it's, it's, I think it's helpful in the long term. What celebrity do you have a secret crush on? The celebrity that I have a secret crush on is Gordon Ramsay. I don't, okay, so I, <laughs> I went through this weird phase when I like went to uni. Um, I just became like obsessed with him. <laughs> like completely focused all my sexual energy on someone that I was... Completely, it's just so bizarre. And I just would talk about him all the time with my friends who thought I was insane. But this is what I do. I focus on like things or people and I just get really weird and obsessive. It happened with Matt Damon as well. But that's, that's yeah, that's more obvious. Um, I'm completely over it now. But uh, yeah, Gordon Ramsay will always have a special place in, in the pit of my stomach. You've just taken a huge bite out of a pizza and it's got pineapple on it. Oh, rank. How do you feel? Okay, I don't understand people that merge fruit with savoury food. So this applies to everything from like pineapple on pizza, which is absolutely disgusting and should not have ever been invented. And whoever invented it is not my friend. They are not in line with Colonel Sanders and Eggs Benedict, man. <laughs> um, I don't understand. So pineapple on pizza is disgusting. Pineapple in cottage cheese is disgusting. Um, any kind of oh god when you couscous I love couscous why are people putting raisins in it and I know it's like a traditional thing but it ruins it I'm like no absolutely not the only kind of fruit that should be put in, in or on savoury things is like lemon and I don't even know if there are I mean it's, it's a citrus fruit but you know I wouldn't really call it a fruit I'd call it lemon <laughs> what TV show is your guilty pleasure oh the Kardashians and everybody like all my friends are super intellectual all my family are super academic and I'm like the black sheep it's like did anybody see the Kardashians last night and even my friends look at me and raise their eyebrows like really are we gonna do this <laughs> nobody cares but um I, I i started watching it when i was oh my god like 18 so 19 yeah 19 so it's been over a decade i feel like i know them i'm very overly invested in their lives and i'm super proud of all of them on so many levels and everybody hates me for it so i try not to talk about it at any point unless i hear somebody quote them or do it and then i'm like oh my god <laughs> Let's talk about Chloe. It's so sad. It's so awful. 
Yeah, I need to get a grip. Also, I have to keep reminding myself, like, I'm 31. I cannot be watching shows like the Kardashians. I have to grow up. But then I just rewatch it again. So, If you were arrested with no explanation, what would your friends and family think that you'd done? If, oh, if I was arrested with no explanation, my friends and family would think I'd got drunk and Larry and started a fight with probably a bouncer or really just any random man in a bar. Uh, something really weird happens to me <laughs> when I get too drunk. Like when I, when me and my husband call it falling off the cliff edge. When I fall off the cliff edge, I become a man-hating psychopath. And I don't know why I can't, I'm sure a therapist could figure it out for me. But I just hate, I just start fights with men who come up and talk to me or my friends or just really nice guys. And I wake up in the morning and I, I think, oh my God, like this is just... I mean, I guarantee there's a whole sect of the society, men, who like to go out on the weekend who hate me. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's what they'd think I'd done. They'd think I would have started a fight with a guy in a bar. What's something people don't know about you? Oh, it's that I'm really, really lazy. And like the only way, the only reason why I can like get up in the morning and go training and, you know, smash out a session and stuff is because I'm half asleep and I don't have time to really think about it or overanalyze what I'm doing. But, um, you know, I, I can't train in the afternoon. I can't train in the evening because but at that point I'm like, absolutely not. My life is more than this. <laughs> so it's really funny. Like I just, it's really odd. I am super duper lazy and... I only manage to, you know, when I when I do kind of big fitness shoots and all that stuff, I only ever manage to get to that point because I wake, I set my alarm for six in the morning every morning and I get up and I get it done and I don't think about it. Otherwise, I would just be working on my sofa, lying down 24-7. When people come to you for help, what do they usually want help with? I would say historically people will ask me for help with um, relationships because, as I've already mentioned, I am that annoying relationship girl which is funny because obviously all my relationships have failed until you know the latest one and who knows how that's gonna end up I mean let's be honest you never really know what's gonna happen next year um but since I've started working in in health and fitness I would say now um not only on social media um and kind of on the internet and in public the people come up to me and just you know how much cardio should I do? You know, I love pizza. What do I do? Or it's just alcohol. I drink too much wine. And everybody wants to talk to me about that. But now so do my friends. And I really like the former because I do feel like it's a privilege and it's hu a huge testament to um, my, you know, years now and years and years and years of really hard work trying to be known for what I do. When my friends do it, I kind of want to punch them in the face because I'm like, please don't make me talk about work. I'm not, like, I just don't want to tell you. You already know. Like, I know that you know. You've seen me do it a million times. Just please know. Um, but I would say, yeah, now that is probably what I get asked for advice for the most. And as I say, sometimes it's a good thing and sometimes it's really annoying. If you were to marry yourself, what would your first dance be? Oh, God, that's such a good question. Oh, my gosh. Probably something really inappropriate by, like, Wu-Tang. So my brothers are 10 years older than me, and they uh, were, like, skateboarders, semi-professional skateboarders in Manchester growing up. So it goes without saying that all they listened to was hip-hop. And so, like... <laughs> 
I grew up listening to the most ridiculous gangster rap and hip-hop from the 90s ever. And I feel like uh, when I go to a gig or an event or, or whatever and, and something really, you know, inappropriate like that comes on, I know every word. I have to hold myself back from rapping in social situations. This is like, who is this white girl who is Rich and Judy's daughter and literally thinks she's a gangster? Like, shut up. Um, so if I was marrying me and there was no judgment from me to me and me back to me, I would definitely do something like Wu-Tang, maybe like Method Man and Biggie did a did a song together once which I love called The What. Probably The What by Biggie Smalls and Method Man. If you were a form of potato, oh. what would you be and why? I'd like to think I would be a Max Paprika crisp because they're the best crisps in the world. And clearly I'm egomaniacal. Um, I think I would actually probably be a misshapen new potato. <laughs> With delusions of grandeur. <laughs> What's something you think every person should experience in their lifetime? Uh, falling in love and then the subsequent heartbreak that comes with it. Because I remember, I don't know, the first time I fell in love, it sounds so cheesy and so cliche, but it was it was just a whole new experience of life. I was 16 years old and, I, you know, I just never experienced anything like it. And I think it made a lot of things initially very confusing but eventually make a lot of sense to me in every context you know in terms of human relationships and art and everything from music to films and books and it just made me relate to things on a much deeper more thoughtful more compassionate level um and then I remember the first time I had my heart broken was a few years later when I was probably about 21 and it was horrible and I I think you know obviously like I've said you know there are songs written about it and there are films about it but uh, for some people in some situations and this certainly applied to me it really messed me up for a short period of time I would say about maybe four or five months I was in a really 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 horrible place um and what it honestly again this is really cheesy and cliche but ultimately it made me so much stronger and it made me so much more prepared and ready for other relationships that I was going to have going forward. And it also, weirdly, pushed me to work even harder. I became more self-disciplined and I became more like self-appreciating. And I, I just became a different person and a better person. But I had to go through that first. Um, but yeah, I would say that those are two things that, that changed my life um, in really positive ways, um, even if they weren't always positive at the time going forward. And I, if I had kids and I don't know, they got to their 50s and I was lucky enough to still be around and that they hadn't experienced either, that, that would probably upset me. If you could give your younger self just one piece of advice, what would it be? I would have said, <laughs> I think I... I never really found what I wanted to do and I don't think my work ethic was that great um, because of that and I think it really scared me and it really fed into a lot of the anxieties and kind of self-doubts that, that I kind of started to develop. I would have just said to myself, relax, because when you find what you want to do and you actually care about, you're going to be shocked at how um, hard you're going to work and how passionately you're going to feel about your actual work, you know, your career. Um, and, you know, don't freak out until, and, you know, obviously, you know, I would have liked to have said to myself, by the way, you're going to go into this thing. I don't think I ever would have believed, though, that it would be health and fitness because I was that girl that, like, bunked every PE session 
<laughs> saying that it was my time of the month and then would lock myself in the tuck shop and just eat pot noodle and Willy Wonka chocolate bars all day. So the fact that I've gone into this is just so ridiculous to me. So I never would have believed it. But um, I wish that I'd I wish that I'd realised that I I wish that I'd known that I would eventually find what I was going to do. That I was going to be very good at it and I was going to work my socks off to make it a good good career for myself. Um, and I think I would have calmed down a lot. And I think I would have spent a lot less of my teens and twenties panicking. Um, and if I could have take if I could take that aspect of that time of my life out of it, I think I would be I think I would have had a happier kind of adolescence and early adulthood. I mean, every time I write a book, I think I'm in the middle of... I'm starting to write my fourth now. My third is coming out in December. And I'm just... Even now, I'm thinking, what if the fourth one doesn't sell? And it's like, hang on, you've got another book before that. And, like, what are you doing? Like, just, like, all my books, like, the bestsellers, like, relax. But it's like a... Th- it's, uh, yeah. What are you working on at the moment? So, at the moment, I am working on uh, two or three projects, all in the same kind of under the same umbrella one of them is i'm editing a weightlifting book which comes out in december this year 2019 um it's for every different level if you're a complete beginner if you're kind of a bit of a gym bunny ish um if you're really experienced um if you have a fat loss goal or a muscle building goal or a strength training performance goal it's a big melting pot of um plans and knowledge which i've tried to structure in a way that's super easy to follow and progress through um so editing it as i'm sure you can imagine has been interesting especially when i have three separate editors that all have their own opinions um so that's been really intense but so rewarding because you know, it's taken me seven and a half years to get here and I've been saying since day one I want to write a weightlifting book um, and I've finally done it, so that's great. Um, I'm then working on a cookbook, a recipe book, which, um, you know... I, I say this all the time, dieting should be, uh, you know, whether you want to gain muscle, if you want to lose fat, if you want to have uh, be a great, you know, athlete, if you, you know, play sport on the weekends, whatever it is, it should be something that you can make work for you and fit into your life, um, which is why I track calories because I like to drink wine. So I need to find some time to fit that into my daily schedule. Um, I say daily right now because it's the summer. I don't drink daily all year round, I should just point out. Um, so I'm writing a kind of a dieting cook cookbook kind of thing with different sections to help out every spectrum of person um and then i'm also organizing the next series of my podcast which is called the podcast um it's all about health and fitness and i'm trying to get some of my uh, absolute heroes on there we start recording it in a couple months so i'm just trying to lock them in now because i found that when you have a podcast people are very flaky about whether or not they choose to show up that is not happening on series two of the podcast <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Thank you for listening to 17 Questions with me, Chloe Madeley. Thanks for listening to 17 Questions. If you loved this episode, please subscribe, share, and give us a good rating wherever you downloaded your podcast. Uh, before you go, if you have any questions that you'd love to hear our guests answer, tweet us or drop us a message. It's at 17 Questions across all social. And we'll see you next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.